pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. It is Monday. My goodness, I just heard the forecast. It is balmy out, and we will take it. I am seeing that uh, I think the rest of the month, we're actually going to get some pretty mild weather. My goodness, 60 degrees. We will take it, even with the rain and so forth. So a um, little bit of a mild week, but I'm I'm looking that apparently in certain parts of the country. I was talking to my brother Tommy last night, where they have uh, they have no snow out west. They can't even they can't even make snow. It's so warm. Now I know a lot of people might object to that. Uh, Juan is not one of them. If this is uh, one of the problems of climate change, bring it on. Sixty degrees in December sounds pretty good to Juan, folks. This portion of the program. Speaking of Christmas, is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. The Christmas season is underway. Do you have your tree yet? Do you have your wreaths? The place to go, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are calling your name Balsam Fraser Fur Cut Trees. Six to nine inch, uh, six, excuse me, six to nine feet tall. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch to 60 inches in size. I kid you not. It'll look great outside your home or business. Uh, Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens. Also, uh, custom-made birdhouses, sleighs that are custom-made from local artists, cut greens, decorative pots, and cemetery baskets. Uh, Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. Folks, they are open seven days a week. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. And uh, they've had a great season. Folks, It's you shop local. Again, it's my friends Stephen, Debbie, and Junior, and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And what I'm happy about, it was, uh, boy, it was a nice weekend. At least it was dry. And Patriots are playing tonight on Monday Night Football against the Bills. How about the Patriots right now are the number one seed in the AFC, which is very, very exciting. Now, folks, on this, uh, on this Monday... Um, I encourage you, I ask you to visit the website, petro.com where you're going to see we have the story up, uh, and it is official. Um, well, actually, we have a number of original stories up, and video, by the way. There was apparently a UFO. Certainly, I don't know what to make of what uh, we got footage of right above the Cranston-Johnson line that was on <clears throat> Friday night. You can see that. I also break down, um, if you heard my conversation last hour, since we started at 11 uh, on the radio with Justin Katz, uh, politics this week. Um, in speaking with, in speaking with Justin, I, I think the people that are advising Helena Folks, and that is the the woman who um, she was the CEO of CBS. She's running in a Democrat primary. I think who, she's not expected to know everything, but you have to hire people who do know things. So. It's one of two things, um, my take on Helena Folks, who did, uh, and I linked the interview. She was a guest on uh, WPRI Newsmakers with Ted Nisi and Tim White. As a matter of fact, in just a moment, I'm going to play what I consider to be the death knell for her in a Democrat primary, in a Democrat primary. But uh, it's one of two things, either a political consultant that she hired, and she will A, raise money, but B, she also has her own money. So, but it's one of two things. My experience has been either they're giving her misinformation, which means they she should fire her political advisors. Uh, whoever told her, oh, yeah, you can run and win in a Democrat primary, boom, fire them. That's not the path. Um, or they told her. You know, there's a much stronger path if you run as an independent. And she said, nope. I, I, I'm either running as a Democrat or I'm not running at all. And then they weigh, okay, this, this lady's a big payday, right? She's got a lot of money, big ego, a lot of expectations, willing to spend, and I mean a lot of her own money from what I understand. Uh, plus, she'll be able to raise money. So they just swallowed and said, yeah, I, I guess we can <clears throat> make that work. Kind of like in, um, folks, the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. Right where the uh, the captain of um, Jordan Belford's boat, 
who he was initially, the, I remember him in the, in the uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was the brother. But anyhow, where he says to him, you know, we could, we could hit some chop, uh, broken dishes, glasses, but, you know, we, we, we can make it. And then, you know, if you, if you know the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, what happens? They, you know, it, it's a ferocious storm and they get pulled up and rescued by a helicopter. So, uh, um, but when pushed on it, that, that's the big question. And I don't know the answer of if that was laid out for her. But the idea that, and again, I mean, we'll see. But I just don't understand someone who says, well, I'm not a politician. Then why are you running in a Democrat primary with other politicians? Um, Helena Folks, again, the former CEO of CBS. And I want to say good afternoon. I've heard from several of you that listen to the program that work at CBS headquarters right there in Woodsocket and, uh, and know her and work with her and and feel that the um, information is valid. But that is something that she's going to decide. And this is, <clears throat> if you're a political consultant many times, the, the candidate can be the problem. It's not a matter of, sort of the messaging. It may not be the matter of, of the uh, strategy. But whoever told her, because she, I mean, obviously they're trying to ignore what happened to former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg, um, who just, he, he, he ran in a Democrat primary, and then when he finally got on the stage... Uh, Elizabeth Warren was whacking him with a two by four and drilled him out of the race. So um, either she ignored that or she think that's not her. But again, coming up, I, I will play um, Ted Nisi. I mean, they, they were they were firm, but they they you know, they, they they did a very good job. They were very fair. But many times when people run for office, they don't they don't think they don't realize that. There's going to be a little bit more than just chop up ahead. There's going to be heavy swell and waves and storms. And I'll play the sound coming up. But, folks, I want to direct your attention to the website, dipetro.com, and dipetro.com, which is sponsored by Tavolo, Wine Bar, Tuscan Grill, uh, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine. You know, a gift certificate makes a great gift. There's a link right on the website. I love Tavolo. Providence. Atwell's Avenue, Smithfield, right near Bryant. And then and they have great wine, great wine lists. And also the work location, Post Road. We have the story that there is a um, there is a one hundred thousand dollar reward. One hundred thousand dollar reward offered for information that leads to the arrest conviction, whoever killed uh, that poor Maya Brophy Behrman, she was the 24-year-old young woman, whatever you want to call it, girl, young woman. She's young. She graduated from uh, URI in, in, um, in actually in my son Daniel's class. And then she, she got her, received her uh, master's from Northeastern. Very talented. We, we did a, um, an interview with her parents who are just tremendous. And folks, this is someone who, it was a drive-by shooting. Uh, all information uh, points to that it was it was a gang related drive by shooting in the city of Providence, and it was August first in the early morning hours, and um, it would seem to be it was just a, a case of mistaken identity, someone that was with her as she was walking to her car. Uh, it's my understanding resembled someone from. I'm going to have more on this as the week goes along on the website, petro.com. Resembled someone from, they call themselves East Side. It's really like the Camp Street area. And someone rolling down that street opened fire and then tragically uh, shot and killed uh, Maya. And right now, the police need help. And I also want to point out, this is an opportunity. You know, the media is good about... There's going to be a snowstorm, so we need to get the news out to the public. Or there's going to be a hurricane. Or, you know, these roads are going to be closed due to construction and so forth. Many times um, I've been on the air and I have afforded the airwaves to DOT, state police, politicians. We're missing person. Uh, This happened, right? The media many times can act in that way. We have Amber Alert. I, all I can do is hope that the media will put it out there, 
that there is a $100,000 reward um, for information that leads to the arrest of the conviction, whoever is responsible. I, uh, I have reason to believe that the individual that did this is local. Uh, so they are, you know, local. This, this is hopefully a solvable case, but it's gone quiet and the police can only do so much. But someone out there, I believe, knows something. Uh, in a perfect world, they'd come forward and say, I know who did this. But as we know, we don't live in a perfect world. So we have very generous donors who their identity will remain anonymous for their own safety because there's a lot of nuts out there. But, um, but it is, it's, it's the largest cash reward ever offered in state history. It's very sad, by the way, but um, whoever did that needs to be held accountable. This lawlessness come to, comes to an end. I could point fingers at, you know, this is, uh, again, it's no time for that. We can't rewrite what happened. But someone did that. Some people know. Very rare that it would have just been one person driving. Um, it, it did come from the driver's side. So normally they, they ride around. So it could have been a passenger in the back and then you have a driver. And, uh, and this happened. So... Uh, and I want to be very clear that, um, you know, I'm well aware that I don't think, could be wrong, I don't think that, you know, someone listening to me right now has information. But it's it's one of those things that just as many people as possible that can know about it, hopefully it would hit the right individuals. So, um so there is information also on the website about anyone with information, who they should contact with the Providence Police. Providence Police have worked extensively on this, and they can only do so much. And, um, and it just remains unsolved. So, uh, again, anyone with information. There could be someone that remembers something or overheard something or something like that. It has to be credible. I, 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 I can only hope that even if it was... Someone that heard about it, knew about it, comes forward and, and does the right thing. So, folks, check it out. We do have the story. I, I can only hope the rest of the media will will put it out there. There's a lot of things, you know, we find out when someone loses a cat, right? We find out. Think of all the things you see in the news and you think, boy, that's not really news. I would like to think, I would like to think that a $100,000 reward, largest cash reward ever offered in the history of the state. I would like to think that would be worth something. I would also, I, I would like, I know what news is. That's news. That's a new development. Um, I, 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 we can only hope that the media would see it that way and go with it and, and not get caught up in, again, there's, there's all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of things that carry uh, or pass off as news these days. Folks, and again, um, you can check it out on the website, petro.com And don't forget, petro.com which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. Now, tonight is going to be a big night. Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. You're looking for a place, if you are, to watch the game with other Patriot fans. This is a big game tonight. Patriots, Bills. I have a good feeling about this game. I do. Um, and after this, the Patriots get the bye week. So, uh, you know, tonight is one of those nights that they could just, they also get the extra day because it's Monday Night Football. And they even get, it's not even like they have to play at, at 1 o'clock. The game is not till tonight. Get a chance to prepare more. With this defense, the way they are playing, I, I expect big things. But the, a place that's going to be lit up tonight is End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll tell you, Dana runs a great place. It's clean. It's family-friendly. Karaoke Friday, Saturday nights. And then they have the NFL ticket on Sundays. And they will be rocking tonight with the Patriots' bills on Monday night football. And then, as I said, the Patriots go into the bye week. And then... Um, they have a huge game the week after that, by the way, against Indianapolis. And then the Dolphins are a different team. The Dolphins, I think, have either won four straight or five straight. Miami is suddenly putting together with their young quarterback. So they have some big games down the stretch. But anyhow, that is tonight. Now, with some of the news for today, um, uh, just in the last hour, Governor McKee held a press briefing with the state leaders. And this is... Um, 
you know, it's just so out of the realm regarding announces Rhode Island rebounds plan for the initial uh, spending. So we're, we have some time to um, still need time to digest that a little bit. But I, it, this is, you know, th- this is just so out of the ordinary that they announced that what they're going to uh, Rhode Island rebounds proposal. Um, I just want to look at this quickly. I'm not going to spend that much time, but uh, let's see. His initial investment of 10 percent, 113 million. Now, the state was given over one, one point one billion in rescue plan. I don't know why they're only spending 10 uh, percent of it Help to jumpstart the Rhode Island recovery. Here's how it's going to be spent. Uh, Thirty eight million to support children's family and social supports. So basically 40 million is welfare spending. 32 million to assist small businesses impacted by COVID. I think they're missing a digit there. I think that number should say 130 million, at least to assist small businesses. 30 million to promote affordable housing, housing stability supports, and broadband. So that's another welfare portion, this business of affordable housing. They never touch on the fact, and I don't want to be a broken record, that illegals are living in all the affordable housing. Illegals are going to continue to move into the affordable housing. And then 13 million for tourism, hospitality, and event industries. I think that number is too, too small. Uh, and then again, and an additional $6 million for growing child care needs. You know what this tells me? It tells me they don't have any real insight as what to do with the money. And it's all just social programs. It's all social programs. What we have are, and I, and I even hesitate to use the word leadership. What we have are elected officials that when... You know, there's the expression of, like, not ready for prime time. And to me, this is an example of they don't think big. They don't really look outside what other states do or where Rhode Island fits. Um, and so when they get this amount of money, they, they don't have a real action plan. That's my interpretation of it. Instead, it's, it's these social programs. And the problem with these social programs is that it, 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 the people start to depend on it. You know, there's certain people, if you, you start saying, here's a grant for free child care, the people start to accept that there will always be free, you know, child care. And I, I'm not saying that that's not a, a problem, but... I don't see anything that is um, aggressive in nature, ambitious in nature. There's, there's many different things that the state could be doing. But this tells me that, and I don't know why they would be waiting, right? If, if you had a plan, right, if you really gave it real thought, for instance, I'll, I'll just give you a quick example. And there's someone that I've mentioned this. That have said that this could be a golden opportunity to lower the sales tax. So to lower the sales tax, it was only supposed to be temporary. We are higher than Massachusetts and Connecticut. Lower the sales tax to make the state competitive. But no, they're not going to do that. You know, the only problem with a lot of these social programs is they don't fit everyone. And then when the money's gone, you know, what do you really have? If I hear one more time about free CCRI tuition and everything else. The public school system in the state is failing. Where's the ambitiousness of what's missing, what's lacking, and then boom. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with this money. And they, you know, they don't seem to have a clue what to do with the money. I mean, it's just, I don't know how else to say it. And I believe if they did have a clue, they would be doing something with the money. That's my thought on it. If they really, you know, had vision, foresight, I know they may say, well, listen, we're, this is only 10% of it. What are you waiting for? All right, let's think of it as, you know, if, if this is like a big game, um, where are the big plays? 
Why not roll them out now? Where is the, maybe other than if they have no idea what to do with the money. And that's what it sounds like. This is, I'll say this about former Governor, now Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. I am willing to bet that if at the time, if she had not left to go work in the Biden administration, I am willing to bet that Gina Raimondo would have known and had a plan what to do with $1 billion. Now, I also want to mention this. I am not saying that uh, everyone would agree with the plan, but she would at least have a plan. You know what this sounds like to me? That Governor McKee, who's disappointingly every day seemingly more and more in over his head, that he actually, they don't know what to do with the money other than you watch. There are going to be reports that some of his cronies and allies, that a lot of people are going to, um, they, they're going to make a lot of money off this, this $1 billion. That there are people that are drooling over it. You know, it's also so sad when you think about it, folks. The new Pawsock Stadium would have cost taxpayers $22 million. That beautiful new stadium in Worcester. Now, again, I'm not even a big baseball fan. But it would have been new. It would have jump-started Pawtucket. And now, but what was missing was $22 million. That's what they needed. The uh, pedestrian bridge in Providence, I think that cost $20 million, <laughs> which is a joke. But now what's sad is they're throwing around millions like it's Monopoly money. So, But I'll touch on, on this more in just a moment. Folks, this portion of uh, the John DePietro Show. I want you to pop in and see Michael at The CBD Store. The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick. Now, this time of year, listen, there's a lot of stress with the holidays. People are unsure of the direction of where things are going. Pop in and see them at The CBD Store. And you can either talk to Michael. He, you know, as I've told you many times when I'm out and I'm doing one after dark and you're at a crime scene, you know, you get... A little, um, you wound up a little bit at night. And then Michael said, listen, Juan, I want you to try these Delta 8 gummies. They're fantastic. And folks, they're, they're all natural and you sleep like a rock. Or they also have things. Listen, a lot of people get anxiety around the holidays, stress, uh, pain or seizure. The CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. They also have. Great all-natural hemp and CBD. They have the uh, pet formula for your pet. If you have an older pet, stop in and see them. The CBD Store. And they're on Facebook. The CBD Store, Warwick. Right off of 95. Right across from Airport Plaza. And remember, if you mention the John DePietro Show, 25% off your first purchase. Pop it and see them. And I am very glad that people have been taking advantage because that's a very, very... Uh, aggressive uh, offering. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by, and again, check the website, tepetro.com, brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal. Gift certificates, always a, a great uh, gift. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So the, um, the McKee thing, you know, I, 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 just, I just have a problem with the way this whole thing is, is laid out. Because all this, uh, these social programs and uh, the social spending, um, I'm also seeing that, you know, this is something to watch. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1230 on this Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I actually did a double take when I um, read this. But New York City, now that's the outgoing Mayor de Blasio. Who, by all accounts, he is not leaving New York in better hands than he, he found it. They are announcing first-in-nation jab mandate for private companies. So now, I'm going to tell you the problem with this. Officials debate changing definition of fully vaxxed. <clears throat> so fully vaxxed, Delmaine, um, that, that doesn't just mean one. And, and is it also now going to mean that you, you have to get... What they're going to say is the booster shot. 
So, but what's dangerous about this is Mayor de Blasio announced first in the nation vaccine mandate for private companies. Private companies. This isn't workers. This is intrusion. This is private companies. Private companies. That means the city's going to release rules on December 15th and the mandate takes place December 27th. In-person employees. There will not be a weekly testing option. Private companies. That means you want to do business in the city of New York. Private companies mandate. Now, what? Now, someone listening right now at twelve thirty-one might say, and this would be fair to say, well, Juan, what's what's the big difference? That's New York City, folks. Things start one place, and, and then. It starts to spread like wildfire. You know, New York is also going to have safe injection sites. Who else is going to offer safe injection sites? You guessed it. Mistakenly, Rhode Island is. And I'm calling this out. You know, you can see this one coming a mile away. I think this is dangerous. I don't think we should be the first in New England to tell. You're basically telling people that have very serious drug problems. Very serious drug problems. We're not talking about somebody that bones up and has some cannabis on a Friday or Saturday night or on the weekend. You're talking about, you're basically telling people that you can live a productive life and still be a heroin addict. You can, you know, you know what? You can be a productive citizen. New York has one. You can go in there and smoke crack. You know what's happening to the local neighborhood around there? What do you think is happening? It's destroying the neighborhood. Governor McKee is going to open that in Rhode Island. He is much farther left than he wants to admit or the media wants to admit. Governor McKee is. I believe he is. Um, But Rhode Island, the progressive left, they are pushing this. And if it starts in New York, boom, boom, boom. It starts to take effect and it becomes like a domino effect. And it happens in, you know, it happens in different places. So I think this is, um, is dangerous. I'm going to play some from sound of it. But what this is really going to do is I believe that Governor McKee is going to feel pressure now from the more progressive members of the Democrat Party that he's in a primary against to push him. But that is... Uh, that, that is brand new. That is the first in the nation. I, by the way, I think it's a, a terrible mistake. I do. Uh, it's one thing you want to mandate. How about the fact, though, you know, you still can't get away from the fact that. Um, oh, OK. So this is different. Uh, Ian Don has put out. I caught up with Cynthia Mendez on my way out of the state house. She's the one running for lieutenant governor. She's. Oh, unimpressed with the spending plan announced by Governor McKee. Folks, they still have those tents outside the state house. And if if that was anyone else, if that was um, anyone else, they would be kicked out of there and arrested. But instead, because they are politically connected, um, they're allowed to do that. But de Blasio announcing this, they are truly going to try to drive anyone in New York City who is not, if you're not vaccinated, they they have every intention. De Blasio is going to require kids 5 to 11 to show a vaccine card to dine out or see movies in New York. Folks, Number one, we know it's not affecting children. I repeat, it's not affecting children. So the fact that he's now going to do that, that's going to hurt businesses. That's going to hurt businesses that depend on families to come in. That's all it's to me. That's all it's really going to do is it's going to hurt families. But you mark my words. This is Monday. You you have at twelve thirty five. You have a, a crowded Democrat primary in Rhode Island, and you're going to have 
someone that needs to stake out uh, a different spot than where some of the other candidates are. And I'm seeing this right now. DeBasio announced on MSNBC New York setting a vaccine end date. All private sector employers, December 27th. December 27th. New York City will implement a sweeping vaccine mandate. All private employers, December 27th. But de Blasio calls it first mandate of its kind in the U.S. Now, the only thing that could maybe stop this would be if he's leaving office, if the new uh, incoming mayor of New York says, when I get in office, I'm going to eliminate that. So he may be doing it to just try to, you know, carve out a name for himself. Uh, Bill de Blasio, who, you know, don't forget, he did try to run for president and his campaign was uh, a sheer disaster. Folks, right now at 1237 on this Monday, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Henry Oil. Now, I'm well aware. Listen, today it is a mild day, but pick up the phone, call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery it's Henry Oil. Uh, since Think of this. Since 1947, family-run business, budget plan service contracts, lock and cap pricing, automatic delivery, lock and cap pricing, uh, service contracts, budget plans. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. I want to play... Um, Folks, also, for those watching on Facebook, good afternoon to everybody watching our live stream on Facebook. Uh, in the shop on petro.com, you can get great gifts. They will arrive in time before Christmas. It's easy. Shop online. You just go to the website, petro.com, go into the shop, and then you can see right there. And we have some great items like this one, which is the Coinomatic Atwells Avenue, which to me is the definitive uh, Rhode Island shirt. There's great mugs. And glasses and T-shirts and sweatshirts and and a lot more. It is a full happening, folks, on the website, uh, dipetro.com. All right, I want to play. So this is uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York. Now, I think it is interesting, though, because he is he's leaving office. Uh, He is leaving office. So in between Christmas and New Year's, a lot of companies are not open. Or I should say a lot of companies, you know, a lot of people take that week off. But this was the mayor of New York. I've said we have been climbing the ladder as we have climbed the ladder. Good things have happened. More and more people got vaccinated. The city got safer. We were able to bring back people's livelihoods and jobs and the life of the city. We need to keep that going. So today we're going to be announcing uh, some additional measures to keep New Yorkers safe. And I'm going to remind everyone, job number one of any mayor, keep people safe. This is the biggest crisis, not only of our time, of the history of New York City. We cannot let COVID back in the door again. So these measures today will make a big difference. First of all, with the key to NYC, extremely effective program has been uh, respected and uh, emulated around the country. It needs to be more, honestly. It's something that should be used in more and more places. Well, right now, we require all employees and patrons, uh, everyone 12 and up, uh, to be vaccinated at least one dose. That's indoor dining, uh, fitness, entertainment. That's worked brilliantly. It's been a tremendous success. There were a lot of concern about it at the beginning. In fact, it has been an across-the-board success with very few problems. You know, there's been a few challenges, but not many. So we now are going to deepen that effort by requiring all employees and patrons uh, to have from 12 years old and up uh, two doses, and that will take effect on December wow. 27th. Because the idea is everyone by that point wow. who has gotten their first dose, if you've gotten your first dose uh, by now, you're going to be able to get your second dose by then. we got to up the ante here. We want to also encourage folks to get that second dose. vast majority of New Yorkers do, and that's good news. But we've got to encourage people even more to get that second dose because that's what gives you so much more protection. So two doses for all the key to NYC businesses starting December 27th, employees and customers. You know, the problem with that, again, I recognize he's the mayor of New York. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1240. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 
99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is depetro.com. Um, the, um, the problem is, is other Democrats will emulate him. And, you know, you're going to start to see this pop up. Now, I think this is bad for business. There are, um, let's just, you know, talk about Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You, you don't have five-year-old children in the hospital. As a matter of fact, this new variant, there's no proof that it's really even killing people. It's spreading. It's highly <clears throat> contagious. It can lead to other complications. But children five years old. So you're not going to allow children five years old to go to a movie, go to a restaurant without that. I, I think that hurts. See, you know, the problem is people like this, they don't. He doesn't care about business. You know, you learn that if you talk to real progressives, they don't they don't think about how is this going to impact business. They don't think that way. So you also wonder of a Governor McKee, is he going to start to give three thousand dollar bonuses to children of state workers if they get it? Let me hear. Apparently, he was on Morning Joe this morning. And uh, let me hear. This is Bill de Blasio. We've got the colder weather, which is going to really create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. We're going to have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly so we can get ahead of Omicron and all the other challenges we're facing right now. Yeah, the the problem is you're not going to get a hold of it. Uh, This is just going to hurt businesses it is and this is also i'll tell you what else is really unfair about this and again folks good afternoon at uh 12 it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm this portion of our program is brought to you by re coogan and heating folks if you're having a problem with your heating system the time to fix it is a day like today when it's actually pretty mild re coogan and heating 401 401- 732-6562-401-732-6562. I want to give a special shout out. I was with Coogs Saturday. He was um, taking part and helping out with the work police doing a toy drive in the city of Warwick. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Find them on Facebook. The website is recooganheating.com. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. As they say, uh, you know, don't... Don't try to fix it alone. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Gas boiler, oil boiler, uh, 24-hour emergency service, hot water heater, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Uh, I, I don't know. This is the, the one of the problems that these people um, don't address. And what I mean, these people, because, and I know many of you that I've spoken to, look at the fact that a a lot of people got tired of stores and restaurants. Um, They're not in the business to, it was unfair when they started saying to restaurants, you know, you needed to uh, contract tracing, right? We need your information your phone number, your address. Now, you, you're, they're going to make the stores play police. So you're going to have someone outside and they want to come into a restaurant and they have a group of kids. And the parent is saying, I have four children and I want to bring them in to eat at your restaurant or shop in your store or whatever it may be. And they're five years old and I'm not getting them vaccinated. And now the store owner has to decide, do you let them in or not? 
this is so unfair, I believe, to do to business. It is. But see, I, I don't know why this is even allowed because this guy is leaving office. But the thing to watch, you mark my words, someone will carve that out. Someone will carve out that that territory. Someone will absolutely carve that out and say, we're going to I'm going to take that. And Governor McKee, who no one would mistake for either, uh, you know, Winston Churchill, Ronald Reagan or any strong leader. Governor McKee kind of folds with the wind. Um, you got to believe that he'll go along with that. But th- th- this is now you're going to make it mandatory. See, folks, and I want to give credit right now at 1246. There's so many people that talk about, you know, the problem with agreeing to many of these things is, number one, you noticed in Rhode Island, the emergency mandate with Governor McKee, it never ends. It never ends. We're always in an emergency. And it's it's not your imagination. <clears throat> um, does anyone doubt that they're going to try to use this? Next year with uh, or in the fall when the election is rolling around, this is going to be another excuse for mail ballots and unsolicited mail ballots and early voting and bop, bop, bop. You know, it, it, it is it is true that, you know, there are people. It's not my imagination, your imagination. They are using this uh, for they have hidden agendas and they they without question. Uh, have hidden agendas and this this is one of the dangers of that Um, so how how is this positive now I I did want to just find out when does um when does um the new mayor of New York take office because I I just wonder if let me just check. I just wonder if uh, he's unable. Oh, January 1st. So here's the thing. Uh, this could end up being that the new mayor of New York, Eric Adams, de Blasio saying this is going to be in place by December 27th is a Monday. So the final week of December, which is a big tourism week in the city of New York, by the way. A lot of people go in afterwards and. You know, visit and go to a show and then Times Square and blah, blah, blah. So this could be that that week that de Blasio was trying to enforce it. You know, you, you, you just you can't predict how they, they're going to do these things um, without rhyme or reason. Like the, this, what, what is what is the point of this? Um, I don't. I, I just don't understand where this um, where th- this starts to to lead, and it's so unfair. Oh, here we go. Um, Chris Cuomo, CNN could face several figure lawsuit alleging it knew about problems with Chris Cuomo. See now they're just going scorched earth. Uh, the Cuomos are, um, and I, I can't believe they're going to have that Michael McConish. Who's going to host primetime tonight? Now, that guy, uh, I, it, it's just hard to believe. But that's who they chose. That's who they chose. Uh, but this business of Governor McKee and the spending, um, they're going to approve in early January. I, I just don't think they're going deep enough. COVID vaccine mandate for private business in New York. Now, I also want to say this. I think this is going to end up in court. Because you're running a private business in New York. And what right do you have for the governor of New York, or mayor of New York, excuse me, to say that everyone in your business needs to be vaccinated? I mean, that just, it doesn't make sense. There are a lot of people that believe in natural immunity. And, uh, you know, right or wrong. Or there are people that say, you know, I, I'm just I'm not doing it. You know, the good news with COVID, as we know, is it's not affecting a lot of young people. So that should be welcome news. But you'd never know it. You'd never know it from uh, the way that they're that they're, you know, reacting to this. Um 
so that that is one of the problems. I want to once again play because it's it's hard to believe he's actually doing this. I'll tell you what else is um is unfair. So he announced this. I want to play this. He was on MSNBC. And, uh, here we go. You see here, one of the other measures is the requiring vaccination uh, for indoor dining, fitness, entertainment for children, too. Children now have access to the vaccine ages 5 to 11. I will say I'm surprised that more cities have not followed New York City's lead. Even Washington, D.C. does not require to prove your vaccination status to come in for a restaurant. But we'll talk a little bit more about the reason behind that. But I want to go back to also the mandate for the private sector workers. We have the, the Biden administration's efforts to do this. They're tied up in court right now. There's a lot of legal challenges. Do not anticipate the same will happen here and how confident are you we can prevail we are confident because it's universal um i don't know all the intricacies of what the Biden administration has been through but i do know this our health commissioners put a series of mandates in place they have one in court state court federal court every single time i'm jonathan and it's because they're universal and consistent and they're about protecting the public right now from a clear and present danger uh, our youngest kids we got to reach them now. Right now in the city, it's about 20% have gotten vaccinated in that 5 to 11 range. It's new. And the vaccine's relatively new. But what we're trying to say to parents is it's urgent. Before Omicron grows, before Delta continues to stress us even worse in the winter months, uh, get your kid vaccinated. And here's an incentive to do it. A lot of parents, of course, want to take their kids out to wonderful things that will be happening in the holiday season. Here's a reminder, get your child vaccinated. Just one dose will immediately qualify any child to be able to participate in those activities. But look, I'm a parent, and I remember vividly when my kids were going to school, you know, you don't end up in a situation where a child is left unprotected. I urge parents really strongly, get that vaccination. It's safe. It's been proven. Here's another incentive to do it. Just one dose for children, but two now for adults. Is that right for the program? We're going to be phasing in two for adults as of December 27th. Okay. And then secondly, just on, give us an update on this. Now, the only thing is he is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is only in office for that week. And then it's a new mayor. So I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what to um. I don't know what goes in that guy's mind other than he, he did run. Uh, he ran for mayor, Bill de Blasio. And I, I know most people don't remember that. But I think one of the best descriptions, he, he was described because he kept interrupting people. He is he's like a tall guy. De Blasio is like six, three, six, four. But I forget who it was, but they described him of he just seemed like a loud mouth at the end of the bar. His presidential bid went nowhere. He uh, was in the race and then quickly had to exit the race. He was getting no traction. He was um, he was just like sandpaper at the debates. That's the only way that I would, you know, kind of describe when he was in it. And what's what's odd about this is um, he is the mayor of New York. Now the bad news is is this could have ramifications, as I mentioned where others could start to follow uh, the lead. Others could start to follow the lead. And you're going to, you watch, you're going to have someone say, we're going to do what New York City's doing. <clears throat> I'm going to predict right now at 1254 on this Monday that the new mayor coming in, Eric Adams, I think he's going to call a halt to that. Because it's one thing, and, and by the way, look at the difference. Governor McKee, not only did Governor McKee not have a mandate for state workers, he decided to use this as an, as an excuse to just give state workers $3,000 to try to buy their vote. So in Massachusetts, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, he has a state mandate. <clears throat> it's one thing that Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, wants to have a city mandate. If you want to be a city worker, you have to get it. But... To do that for people that run business in New York, number one, I also, I'm not sure how you even enforce that, by the way, because there's so many different. What about if there's like a small group of people, it's a small company, they have some office space. Um, this, This element of also forcing it on parents and children, that's really problematic. It is because... If a child develops a rare 
disease, parents are going to wonder, was it the vaccine? If, if, if children, something happens, they get incredibly ill. What are parents going to wonder? Was it because of the vaccine? Right now, I want to repeat that there are no children in the state of Rhode Island uh, that have passed away from it. They, we, we learned that they were putting it, if, no matter what someone was the cause, if, 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 they, um, if, if they died of whatever it may be, they were in a car accident. But if they had COVID, then that's what they listed at the cause. Um, folks, again, remember this portion of the program, visit our website, tobitro.com. Brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today, 401-474-5253. Pat Elston, you know Pat. She does a fantastic job. She's very thorough, dedicated. Give her a call today. If you've dealt with her, call her and say, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, 401 401- Four seven four fifty two fifty three. We have a link at the website, depetro.com. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Governor McKee, folks, the big news is uh, they're starting to roll out uh, what their plans are. It's it's tough to get away from the politics of where this is gonna um, where this is is gonna go with uh, the money in Rhode Island and what they're gonna plan on on spending this boy vaccine mandate require all new york city employers boy that is a tough one he is without question de blasio this is like his way to put in some ways almost like you know the final nail in the coffin of people trying to do business in the city of new york so many business leaders have left New York because of the rising crime and the taxes and so forth. De Blasio has seemingly basically decided before he leaves office, his final week in office, that he's going to go one more time, one more time uh, over the top. <clears throat> and uh, General Assembly leaders commit to McKee's plan to spend 10% of the funds. What is taking so long? This whole business of a down payment on the recovery, I don't know if, if I don't I don't think they know what they're talking about. Uh, it's not that he's been slow to spend it. They haven't spent. It. So this business of how they're going to spend it now, these are all just social programs with a little money thrown to small businesses. No one is thinking big. Um, this just kind of tells you I like how um uh, Papa said she'll continue until the homeless crisis is solved. I mean, that that is just. But Governor McKee and the General Assembly, it, it's just all social programs is what they're using the money for. Folks, it's 1259. It's John DePietro. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news, bring you up to speed on that. We have another full hour to go. There's also a big. Rhode Island political news. We'll tell you that and a lot more. So next hour is, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, remember, you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. The power hours next. We're going to first get an update with the one o'clock news and then another full hour to go right here. Keep it right here on the John DePetro Show.